Welcome to Things That Keep Us Up at Night, the podcast. I'm your host, Abby Desjardin, entrepreneur, recovering workaholic, sleep evangelist, wife, and mother of three very expressive, courageous, and assertive girls. I'm on a mission to empower women through better sleep. If you want actionable steps to solve the problems that keep you up at night, you're in the right place. From finances to hormones, parenting to politics, relationships, and business, we'll talk about all of it. Let's get started. No, 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 I can't sleep, I can't sleep, no, no. I am thrilled to welcome Simone Little to the podcast today. She is the business and productivity coach and strategist that all women CEOs need when they are scaling and restructuring their businesses. She specializes in teaching service-based CEOs how to make efficient and effective decisions in business so they can get out of the weeds of their business and do more of what they enjoy. Her clients often comment on the high level of organization that she brings to the team environment and how her operating procedures, automations, and profit planning save them hours in their day while adding to their bottom line. When Simone isn't chasing around her two little children, enjoying the benefits of being a wife or worshiping her God, she is helping her clients structure their businesses so that they can grow their revenue in half the time with none of the stress. Hi, Simone. Thanks so much for being here today. Thank you for having me, Abby. How are you? I am doing great, uh, all things considered, I should say. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's good. (laughs) Yeah. So we've heard your bio, but I'm wondering if you can tell us a little bit more about how you got into business coaching. Yeah, sure. So I started as a business owner about a decade ago. I have my own hair salon and Once I got pregnant with my second child, I shifted over to the virtual assistant world and made my way up to being an online business manager. Well, in the midst of being an online business manager, I realized that that wasn't the only thing that I was doing for my CEOs who I was supporting. I was talking them through how to run their business productively, how to make wise use of their time, their energy, and their resources. Um, I was sometimes a therapist for the things that had going on (laughs) in their business and in their life and helping them to get through difficulties and using the experience that I had gained over a decade as a business owner to really help them. I realized that most of my clients, although I was new to the industry that I was in, I wasn't new to business while they were great at their area of expertise. But the business side of things is where they really struggled. They didn't understand how to how to make their day in such a way which they can get things done. So once I became really oversaturated with clients and kind of burnt out, to be honest with you, (laughs) I took some time off. I stepped away and I said, okay, what is it that I'm enjoying most about what I'm doing right now as an online business manager? And I was like, well, I really enjoy coaching my clients and helping them make choices that work for their businesses. And I was, and I realized I'm like, well, that's actually called coaching and people literally get paid to do that. So you should probably be compensated for doing these things. Uh Um, So then I shifted my focus to become a business productivity coach. Yeah. And something that I've heard you say, and you've referred to yourself as the never busy business coach. Yes. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. So it's like a play on words. It has a double meaning. So I have something called the never busy business um, as well. And so there are two problems that 
businesses face. Either they're never busy as far as they can't gain clients and clientele. So you don't want to be that type of never, never busy business. Or either they're overly busy and they wish to be less busy, which means they need to really understand how to make better use of their time and resources so they could really never be busy and really just be scaling and moving their company instead of sacrificing their life. So it's a play on it. So I help I help business owners do both. I help them to scale and gain and gain clientele and I help them to unbusy their business so they can so it can feed better into their way of life and having work-life balance. Yeah. Let's get a little bit more into that. How does you know planning and scheduling benefit your business and your life? Oh my goodness, that's such a good question. So it has many benefits in your business and in your life. One, when you're actually able to plan and plan correctly, meaning that you've actually taken account for about how long things take in a realistic view of how long it's going to take you to do them and how much how much energy you have to pack it into your day, you're, you're able to deliver on promises that you've made to your clients and deliver on promises that you've made to your family. And most importantly, deliver on promises that you've made to yourself, Right. So a lot of times when businesses don't know how to plan or business owners, I should say, don't know how to plan and schedule their day around their energy and what's actually going to work, they end up having to reschedule meetings. They end up having to be late on deliverables. Their word no longer carries as much weight as it used to because they have not planned or scheduled. And then they are, they're, they're in a place where they have not fed themselves in any way emotionally uh, financially, spiritually, mentally, they just haven't fed themselves. They haven't been able to get sleep. Um, they're they're losing it because they're always in a state of what do I have to do next instead of planning and scheduling it. Also, planning and scheduling helps to really take things out of your mind and put them into a place. Once things have a place, you feel lighter. You're able to move swifter throughout the world and throughout your day. You're able to sleep better at night because you have less on your mind. You wake up more refreshed, ready for your day, and you feel more encouraged. You have self-encouragement now because you know where everything lies. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's so important as you're growing a business, it's so easy you know, at the beginning, you have to be scrappy, right? Because there's oftentimes limited financial resources. And so you find yourself doing all of the things. And then like you experienced, the the destination is burnout when you're doing that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So having that organization and planning is so important. Um, I'm wondering if you can tell us a little bit more about how you plan your day according to your energy. Yeah, sure. So I think a lot of times when we hear, we talk about planning and scheduling, people think about um, making a task list. Making a task list is not is not a plan, it's not a schedule, but it is a start. You know, that brain mm-hmm. dynamic process is, is a start. But you have to really think about how difficult is it for you to get certain tasks done? So a lot of times what I do with my clients, I have something called a productivity power hour in which I walk through their energy um, and I help set their task up according to what their energy tells them it should be rather than what they feel like they need to do, right? And so when we have tasks, so say for me, um, sometimes doing... SOPs take a little bit more energy. It's not that they're difficult, but the thought process that has to go, it I have to be in in order to get it accomplished is heavier. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna schedule that for like two o'clock when I'm just tired. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I know my energy is low. I know I don't have that much brain power. It's gonna take me twice as long to get that done. It might take me 30 minutes to finish it, but now it's taking me, you know, 60 to 90 minutes because I'm not doing it at the right time of day according to my energy. 
Whereas where I put that earlier in my day, I know around um, nine o'clock, I'm full of life and I'm full of energy. If I do that, then I'm going to knock it out in 30 minutes and maybe I can get a couple other things done as well. So by really understanding your body for when you have the most energy, when your brain is the most focused and putting those heavier tasks there, it allows you to get more accomplished in your day than those tasks that are easier, like me going through social media and talking to people, which is part of my business model. It's part of my, my the way I, I advertise, just simply having conversations with people. Well, that's something that I really enjoy. So I can do that at two and three o'clock in the afternoon where my brain is probably dead. So when we get to understand our energy, we can better place tasks where they're supposed to be, get more done, and we feel less stressed doing it. Yeah. And sleep is really intertwined with productivity as well. What is, what is your view on that? If you don't sleep, you can't think. That's, that's a very simple way to say that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I think we, 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 we overlook it. So what I find my CEOs getting into a mindset of is that I have to get this done tonight. I have to get this done today and they'll sacrifice their sleep in order to do it, thinking that they just have to power through and get it done. And maybe there are occasions like that, but more times than not, it's these, um, I'm going to say these fake boundaries that we put on ourselves, these fake expectations that we put on ourselves, that in order to get this done, we have to sacrifice the sleep. No, no, no. The sleep is going to enable you to get it done. A power nap will enable you to get it done. Having a full night's rest will enable you to get it done because you'll wake up refreshed. You'll be able to better focus. You cannot be productive if you're sleepy. There isn't enough coffee in the world in in order (laughs) for that to happen. I know because I've tried. (laughs) And, and, And it never works. I mean, if you're a parent, and I'm a parent, so parents understand that, you know, if they have a toddler and they haven't slept the whole night, they wake up the next day and they are cranky and it is murder trying to get them to do anything that is even just a little bit cooperative. You're doing that to yourself lots of times. You make it so you you haven't gotten enough sleep. You wake up in the morning and then you're just angry at the world because now you're tired. And how can you really focus and think about what you have to do and knock the important things out on your list if you're dead tired? It makes no sense. We cannot sacrifice our sleep for work, it's going to kill your productivity and it's going to kill your joy that you have in your business. Yeah. I think that point that you brought up about kids and sleep is so important because, you know, when we have kids, we make all these nighttime routines and we have schedules and we have expectations about how much they need to sleep. And then it's like when we become adults, it all goes out the window. And people don't have routines, they don't have schedules, they don't have expectations. And it's so funny because we're still human. We still Mm -hmm. need all those things to get a good night's sleep. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes, that's exactly right. One of the things that I teach my clients, especially when they sign up for the Productivity Power Hour framework, I walk through their nighttime routine. I said, okay, so what do you do to power down? Um, I don't know, sometimes I fall asleep in front of the TV. Okay, well, that's not that's not powering down. Your brain is literally still going. That TV in the background, honestly, is interrupting your sleep more than you know. What do you do to wind down and to relax your body so you can have a nice, restful, soothing sleep? Mm-hmm. You can sleep, but if you have, you know, distractions around you that are, you know, subconsciously taking over, you're not actually getting the best quality of sleep that you could have. Um, and it feels like it doesn't even matter if you get sleep because it doesn't matter. You're going to wake up tired the next day. You're self-sabotaging yourself. 
So having, you know, a bath or, you know, some people wash their face, have a couple tea, um, do a couple of stretches. There's so many different techniques according to who you are as a person that can help you get a better night's rest. And that should definitely be in, in, in your routine. I know for me, me and my husband will watch an episode of whatever we're watching right now. It's Quantum Leap. This is what we're into. I know it's an old <laughs> show, but this is what we're doing. Um, we watch one episode. We cut off the TV, cut off the light, and we just have quiet time, pillow talk, whatever. And that helps us to really wind down after the kids have gone to sleep instead of just saying, all right, we got to turn over, go to sleep now. It's too late. It doesn't feel good. Yeah. It's like a bridge between like your daytime, wake time, and you're taking a bridge over to sleep, right? You can't just leap across and expect to fall right to sleep. Yeah. So if somebody is out there, whether they are a CEO or just someone who, you know, we all have a lot to manage in our day to day. So if someone's feeling overwhelmed and just doesn't even know where to start, what is the first step? Well, you remember how we talked about that task list, that task list is not going to fix it, but it is a start. That's where you start. No matter where you are in your life, write down all of your responsibilities that you have, Um, all the things that you have to do, not what you have to do that day, but your general responsibilities where you know you have the nighttime routine with the kids, you know that you have work, maybe you work a nine to five and that's a real thing. Um, You know, you have maybe it's clean, you have other responsibilities, maybe you're a spiritual person and you have responsibilities in your your church, church or place of worship, write all of those different things down and categorize them into work, personal and other. And other for me, for instance, is like my spiritual routine or sometimes other is just yourself because we forget about, oh, (laughs) I should probably actually take care of myself. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) let's put that on the schedule so it actually gets done. (laughs) And I I definitely do that because I, at the time that, at times that I, I wasn't, it wasn't good for myself, my mental health, or my family. So definitely putting yourself on that schedule for me, it might be, you know, I wear press-ons. So, you know, okay, I'm going to put on my press-ons, you know, mm-hmm. and do my little facial at home or things like that. Um, but start making those categories. And then give yourself a set time that you would like to go to sleep. Like in the time that you would like to wake up. And don't let it be the time that you think you should wake up. Mm-hmm. I hear a lot of people say, well, I want to wake up at 5 a.m. Why? Who said that that's what you have to do? Who said that that's right for you and your body? Now, what time are you? can you actually wake up and commit to that's reasonable? Because you're going to set these unrealistic expectations and let yourself down. And that's an awful feeling. Um, so if your body is telling you to wake up at seven and you know that's doable because, you know, maybe you don't start work till nine o'clock. Great. Wake up at seven. Or if you say that the kids wake up at six and I have to get up at six. Okay. Well, wake up at six and ease into your day. You need to have a wake up routine, a morning routine, ease into your day. And those basic things can help you start putting things where they need to be. You know, making that task list, categorizing it, setting a a set time to go to bed. Well, set that time to wind down and then a set time to go to bed and a set time to wake up and what time you actually want to start, you know, your work day, whatever that might consist of. Even if you're a stay at home mom, you do have a work day. You know, for me in the morning, sometimes my kids just play for a good half hour before we actually start their day. Mm -hmm. So before you start your work day, what are you going to do? And then you can, and then from that task list, put a time limit, how long those things take and at extra time. So if you know your bedtime routine for your kids, last 45 minutes, put an hour at that buffer time. So you don't feel like your back is against the wall and you're constantly stressed out. I think that's a, I know that's a long where to start. No, no. It's important though, to get into those details. Definitely. I agree. Yeah. 
So before we wrap up, do you have any other nuggets of wisdom for the listeners? Uh, Gee, well, um, I think for me, what I really tell my clients and my CEOs and just people in general is to think about what you want. And when it comes to productivity, when it comes to your sleep routine, when it comes to your schedule for your life, what are the things that you want from it? Not what, you know, a lot of us are in the social media world and we hear these, you know, we see these polarizing posts and we like, oh, yeah, I should do that. I should do these things. Okay, cool. But what is it that you actually want to do? Let's take what everybody else's opinion is out of it for a moment and just get in tune with what you need as your body and for your day throughout your business. And so once you can get in line with with those things, it's going to make it easier to grab your day by the horns and to really spearhead it in a way that's going to feel great for you as opposed to you um, not looking forward to your day because it feels like it's so much. So once you really figure out those things that you want, for me, for instance, I know that I want time to do my nails. So I make sure I schedule that. I know I want certain time with my husband. I make sure that's priority. I know that I don't want to talk to people on the phone every single day. As much as I love people. (laughs) So I have days on my calendar. I just shut that down. Okay. Tuesdays and Fridays, I don't talk to people. You have Mm -hmm. to wait. And that's a boundary. So get in tune with what you want. Set those boundaries and then make your schedule according to those things. Yes. Where can people find you? That's a great question. <laughs> so I, I I love Instagram. Um, I love to connect with people on Instagram. So my Instagram handle is at the Simone Little. Um, and my website is the same at the Simone Little. If you want to learn a little bit more about my background, definitely my website is a place that you can go. You can also learn about the services um, that I offer. And those are the main two places that I'm at, to be honest. Um, yeah, those are the main two places that I'm at please feel free to to direct message me on Instagram and start a conversation. I love talking to people, which is one reason why I got into coaching. I can talk all day. Um, (laughs) So don't be shy, you know, about connecting with me there. I respond to messages. Um, And yeah, those are the main ways I think. Perfect. I'll put those links in the show notes as well. Thank you. All right. Well, Simone, thank you so much for being here today. And I will be back next week with an all new episode. Thanks for listening to Things That Keep Us Up at Night. If you liked this episode, please visit us at thingsthatkeepusupatnight.com or subscribe and leave me a review wherever you listen to your podcasts.